AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Just to lift your spirit, make you wanna revisit. Tell your friends, take a listen. Young folks say it's lit, old folks say we dig it. Hey, hey, can't no bitch do what you do. Hey, can't no bitch do what you do. 
hey, good, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good good somewhere, because it's good, I'm good, you're good, we're good. Welcome to Laugh and Learn. I'm your host, Flame Monroe, along with my beautiful co-host, Lauren Hogan. Hello, Miss Lauren. Hello, Flame. How are you? Oh, I'm, re- I'm recovering, Lauren. It's the day after Christmas. I'm recovering. Yeah, I was going to say, how was your Christmas? What'd you do? Uh, I cooked Christmas Eve after running away for two days from home. I came home and cooked for my kids. <laughs> What'd you Real cook? Huh? What'd you cook? Potato salad, a beef pot roast, and some greens. Went to feed the homeless with Tiffany Haddish and Jamie Masada at the world-famous Laugh Factory. Came home, and Zeddy had took a fork put the greens in front of her face and sat at the table. And I think we had forks of greens because you know my daughter is obsessed with greens. I know. She loves your greens. I was going to say, was the pot gone already? The pot was damn near gone. It was hollow. It was as empty as Donald Trump's taxes, which we will get to later. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I'm glad you had a good Christmas. How was your beautiful holiday? Um, my Christmas was good. Um, my dad and my brother came over. I cooked. We hung out and watched basketball. It was a day full of basketball. And then um, they went home. I cleaned up my house. And that was pretty much it. It was low-key and chill. But it was a nice little Christmas. Put a shirt on. What you get for Christmas? Go put a shirt on. What you get for Christmas? Um, I got some money. And that was about it. She likes that. She likes that. Yeah, we decided a long time ago it's just easier to give each other money so we can go get our own gifts. Less of a hassle. So, Well, we're glad the Christmas has come and gone. Now let's see what's mm-hmm. going to happen with this new year. Well, now we the- say happy Kwanzaa. Mm. Happy Kwanzaa. Yes. It's officially Kwanzaa and all of the discount sales are happening. So this is the perfect time to use our money and now go shop. Boom. Somebody. Like a professional shopper. Uh-huh. My mama taught me well. I told you. We didn't have gifts under the Christmas tree for Christmas. We went after Christmas shopping. More cost effective. So. All right, let's get to it. Before we get to start on the heavy topics, let me start with, as a, as a parent and as a dad, when I watched Tory Lance's dad japping out after the court proceedings, after the final verdict came down, and going after Jay-Z and Rock Nation, I was like, ooh, he's angry. The daddy's short, too. I'm like, damn, I wouldn't do a run in the family that's short, angry. Um, They have some eclectic names. You know, uh, so Tory Lane's real name is Daystar, and his father's name is Sunstar. It's very eclectic. Mm. Yeah. Very unique. Maybe if they had a daughter, she'd be called Shining Star. so no i saw the video though of him being upset and um calling out those different people he gets officially sentenced on january 27th and uh, he's facing up to 23 years so we we shall see how that develops but yes he's currently in um la county jail so we'll see what he gets uh what his sentence is oh and man central good god yuck I'm saying yuck from experience. Okay. <laughs> where, where are we going, Lauren? <laughs> um, well, it's Monday, so we all know who's back in the news again, and that's um, former President Donald Trump. In the um, words of Sonny Houston, former president, former one-term president, twice in peace, twice in peace, yes. disgraced mm-hmm. president Donald yes. Trump. 
And he just continues to make history for being a criminal um, during his presidency. So, but I know that uh, today we want to talk about officially the news is his taxes because he officially had to turn them all over. Um, the January 6th committee reviewed them. So I'm just going to do a quick highlight of what the report um, entails regarding his taxes. And actually, Melania is a part of this because it's their joint taxes that they filed. So, oh, oh, they finally got you, girl. Yeah, exactly. So just a quick highlight is that so on the on their 2015 uh, federal tax return, Trump and his wife declared negative income of thirty one point seven million dollars with taxable income of zero dollars. Um, the couple paid federal income taxes of $641,000, a little over that. The 2016 return declared negative income of $31.2 million with zero dollars uh, in taxable income. And then that's when Trump paid $750 in taxes. That was in 2016. Um, come 2017, once again, declared negative income of $12.8 million with zero uh, dollars in taxable income. The couple paid, once again, $750 in taxes. 2018, $24 million total income. Um, the Trumps paid about a million dollars in federal tax income, um, excuse me, federal income taxes. Then in 2019, it was $4.44 million. They paid about $133,000. And then lastly, 2020 return shows negative income of $4.69 million. And um, the tax paid by the Trumps was zero dollars and they claimed a refund. This is the highlight of five point four seven million dollars. So they got over five million dollars back from the IRS in 2020 and paid no taxes. Mm. So that's a quick highlight of that. Mm. I wonder when they got all that money back. Is that when she purchased that jacket? You remember she had the jacket? And oh, it was yeah. all- no one cares or something like that. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to bury Marie Antoinette when Marie Antoinette, they was getting all the money and the people were starving. She said, oh, let them eat cake. Mm-hmm. She said, let them watch this jacket. Yeah. So he's been officially exposed regarding his taxes. What does this mean? We'll see because there have been other, you know, criminal activity that's been happening with Trump and nothing has happened as of yet. So maybe this is going to be a part of whatever Merrick Garland does regarding the DOJ. But um, to get $5 million back from the IRS and pay no federal income taxes, um, that's different. Mm-mm. I want the people in charge of the IRS who's over his taxes to be investigated. Open exactly. a blind look through him because why? <clears throat> well, this is no different from, you know, Alan Weisselberg being found guilty and uh, Trump's actual corporation, but him saying he knew nothing about it. So let's see if he has the same strategy with this. That, you know, he didn't know anything about the taxes. He had people to file for him, and, and they're the ones that are responsible. If, if Trump dragged their name in it, or if the IRS and the government tries to drag their name in it, I feel another gunner experience from the white side. <laughs> well, I mean, if we're going to be honest, this is very much his whole family and what they've done. It's very much so a RICO case. If we're going to be open, honest, he's running a criminal empire. I'm feeling a gonna experience. Somebody gonna tell. Well, I mean, it's happened. His right hand man, Alan Eisenberg, already flipped and was found guilty. So he's just using, you know, what's it called? Plausible deniability. This one. Well, here's the thing, Warren Hogan. We have talked about this. Excuse my smacking, y'all. We have spoken about this on numerous occasions about this man not being able to hold public office. 
if he goes to jail, great. If he doesn't, uh, whatever. But the mere fact that he could never hold a public office or hold so much influence over the public to make them go the way he wanted them to go for a very short period of time, which was, what, three or four years, which did a lot of damage, Trump held all the cards. Trump held all the cards. Well, yeah, I mean, we know that. I think it's more so he had, I mean, if you think about it, Trump used to be friends with the Clintons. You know, Trump was like that guy that people wanted to have on TV shows. He was on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Like Trump used to be that guy. So because of his influence and all the people he was around, I wouldn't be surprised if he had dirt on all these politicians and celebrities. And I wouldn't be surprised because look at who he was around. He conveniently changed parties when he wanted to run for president. Because that was what worked best for him. But he was an infamous Democrat, if we're going to be honest. So, Very scary, ladies and gentlemen. Very scary. Pay your taxes. That is one people we don't mess with is the IRS. Because they will come knocking on your door like Bobby Womack. Exactly. Oh, okay. Well, we got the tax forms out the way. Listen, the, the objective is for Donald Trump to be found guilty to where he cannot run or hold public office because then we won't put our country. This is a man who made Benedict Arnold look like a saint. <laughs> Talking about trading and treasonous. Good God. And to kill our own. Listen, those people died on January the 6th. On people, Innocent people died because they believed in this narrative that he pushed, told them he would be out there with them when he wasn't, told them he was going to storm the Capitol with them when she didn't, and to kill his own vice president. I don't even know why we're having a discussion about this, to be honest, Lauren Hope. But this is America. When you said innocent people died, you mean people that showed up to riot? No, I mean some of the workers that were there. Oh, okay. Yeah, just, you know, just you know, and some of them didn't die on the scene, but they were so traumatized because this is what traumatizing looks like, not Will slapping Chris. This is what traumatizing looks like when people losing their lives. Um, Some of them committed, so many of them committed suicide after the fact. Yeah, the police officers and the folks that were there that day. So this is what I'm saying. They, they... Sometimes the government lets it drag on and lag on for so long that you forget the severity of what it was because you didn't didn't do anything when it first happened. So, you know, it gets old to us and we be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And we all say that we're all guilty of that because it does not happen in the moment, just like it happens in the moment. We need to start making shit happen a little sooner and then maybe things will change because fear worked for us to become slaves. Fear worked for the Jews to become enslaved. Fear has worked forever. Fear still works. But they, some of these white men don't feel like they have nothing to fear. They don't like to go to jail. and They don't like for you to take away their trinkets. Y'all taking too long to do it. Send their ass to jail within 30 days and take away their house, boats, cars, cash, goodies. They'll calm it down. Well, speaking of fear, too, um, there was yet again another shooting um, in Mall of America. Um, actually, right before Christmas. It was on Christmas Eve. And um, somebody was actually in a store was shopping and they actually just happened to like be making a reel about their shopping experience. And um, they actually the video was recording in real time what happened when the shots rang out in the mall. So it's interesting that you're talking about trauma and these sort of things. And we're still yet again dealing with, you know, shootings happening in public places. And this is part of the reason why I've said on this um, show before, I don't like going to malls anymore. I don't like doing that because it just it's not safe. Yeah. 
Speaking of shopping, Lauren, and it, this is completely off topic, but I've been, I should have put it on, on there this morning. It's going to be real brief. There's a huge uh, uprise in smashing grabs, and they're doing it in groups and organizations. So you probably right not to go tomorrow's Lauren, because you just be out with your girlfriends and y'all shopping and and, and Kiki and, and all of a sudden full fat guys running in and something it's not only guys it's girl and they run in the stores and they break the windows they snatch stuff out and if you're in the way girl you could be hurt you could be ran over you could be possibly be put as one of the suspects have you seen that yeah i've definitely seen it i've seen a couple of things regarding that the smash and grabs are happening and also too um how women are being um like trafficked these days too um, have you seen with like a little piece of uh, like it looks almost like tissue paper? Yeah, like putting car doors that it's like laced with yes. something. Or when you it's, pump the, mm-hmm. apparently it has some kind of yeah. substance on it, right? Yep, and it can basically incapacitate you enough so that way you know leaves these kidnappers an opportunity to grab you. So it's just crazy times that we're living in at this point, and I just it's it's scary. Ooh, and somebody take one of my daughters. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Because I ain't got the Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson had all the skills. Remember the movie Taken? He went over there. He fought. I'd be like, uh, I got a, I got about $300. Can y'all send her back? <laughs> well, I've always said I would be the worst uh, kidnappy ever. I'd be screaming and everything else. I would be terrible. I'm the wrong person to kidnap. So, Oh, Lord, you're not getting kidnapped. If they don't... Yeah. They could kidnap you unless they had Chanel blankets and Gucci uh, pillowcases and stuff. Because, you know, you... You would never well, sleep. I go outside, so that's why I wouldn't get kidnapped. If we were to be real about it, I stay in my house. I do not go outside. So, but it's just scary times that we're living in, and people really just have to be safe because the, sad part, the scariest part about not just not being hurt is that as a, an American citizen and a consumer, the prices are going up for us everywhere because of all of this ration of stealing. You know, it makes the prices go up everywhere, and prices are very high on everything. Well, really, it's inflation, too. I think inflation is up probably 9% now. So, and this is how things like, you know, we've talked about, you know, recessions and those sort of things, you know, which Joe Biden is, you know, assured us that it's not going to happen. But um, it's just, we just avoided a government shutdown. So, like, all of these little indicators of what's really happening in the world right now, um, too. I think, though, before we get off, before we get off the subject of Joe Biden and get on over to our president, uh, Vice President Kamala Harris, I just want to take a second and say, I think that Joe Biden has done a, a pretty good job uh, in his term. It, it looked bleak, it looked up and down, it looked wishy-washy. We didn't think he was doing enough for us as a black people, but overall, I think Joe Biden is doing all that he can and more, in fact, more than what they want him to do. And so maybe this might be his only term. So he said, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it all the way. I appreciate him for that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not totally, I would say, uh, satisfied with everything, but I think that overall he's doing what he can. Like even with, you know, student loan debt, he's tried and tried to get that, you know, uh, bill passed and it just keeps getting rejected and rejected. There's things that he's tried to implement that he's definitely been, you know, obstacles have been put in his path. But overall, he has done what what he was able to do, I would think, in terms of some of his promises so my main concern is just the fact that if trump isn't running as his republican opponent i'm concerned if he's going to get reelected. that's my main issue so 
AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiments and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on Story Button, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, 
and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Let's go here. The weather in the Midwest and the East Coast and the South has been unbearable. You mean the weather everywhere except for California? (laughs) I'm trying to be nice on you. (laughs) (laughs) Who is she so shady, Playmat? (laughs) I didn't say that, y'all. Lauren said that. I was trying to be nice. (laughs) But she's right. Everywhere but Southern California. Because, baby, y'all have been taught. A lot of people lost their lives. According to the thing, it said 37 people have lost their lives. But Aaron was telling us it's only like 25 in New York. Was it New York area? Yeah, um, New York. And then also, too, um, I saw some really uh, crazy video just about how many uh, pipes burst throughout Atlanta, including the airport. Um, so it was just really sad. Like, Lenox Mall, the pipes burst in different, you know, like apartment buildings that, you know, I'm very familiar with, um, being that I lived in Atlanta for four years. And then also to see part of, you know, Hartsfield just underwater. It was just a real scary sight to see. So I'm just sending prayers and it happened all on Christmas Eve too, right before Christmas happened. And so, and as a person who just experienced water damage too, in their own, you know, unit, um, I just send prayers out to everybody because that's just, it's a hassle. It's scary. And it's truly just an annoyance. So the fact that so many people's pipes burst during, you know, Christmas Eve is just really sad. So but the disclaimer they did give out was for you guys to let the water trickle. But like states like Atlanta and places that's not set up for that bitter cold, they use pipes that we use in Illinois or in Minnesota. Uh, they probably use a different uh, uh, material that was not as strong. But they did tell you, and even Aaron asked us about leaving the water dripping. I produced it and we told him, yeah, leave that water drip because those pipes are burst. So I've seen it happen in Chicago because, you know, I'm from Chicago. But we they haven't had bitter cold like this in Chicago in maybe 15 years. Well, too, just Atlanta as a city is not really, I feel like, equipped for cold weather. I remember when I was when I lived there, that's when, like, Snowmageddon happened where it snowed in Atlanta and it hadn't snowed in, like, 20 years. And the whole city shut down because they just didn't know what to do. So I feel like this was another version of this in terms of the pipes bursting. They really just didn't know what to do because they've never experienced this in so long. So people were leaving their cars on the freeway when I lived there, when, you know, we had had the first snow and however many years later. So it was just, it was crazy. It was like a, a week, you know, it snowed for three days, but it messed up the city for seven. So I just feel like with the pipes bursting, it was just another situation like that. And they just really just weren't equipped to handle it. So. Ooh. And people, and, and most people who live in Atlanta, 
migrated there. A lot of them don't even wasn't even born and raised there. A lot of people migrated to Atlanta. So if they came from states where you know how to drive in the snow, then they were pretty prepared. But a lot of those people who don't, and girl, you know people who cannot drive in a certain kind of weather, it do more damage than good. See your ass at home, please. Well, I drew, I drove in the snow actually in Atlanta, and I think it's a mixture too. Because um, yeah, a lot of people did migrate to Atlanta, but you'll be surprised who was really, who who still lives there and who's from Atlanta. But I did that too. <clears throat> I drove in the snow when it was a the, the snowmageddon happened, and it was a very interesting experience. I must say, I don't I don't like driving in the snow. So I didn't know you were supposed to follow like the the. Not the tire tracks, but what you call them, like they're kind of pre-outlined on the road and yeah. you're supposed to drive real slow. I didn't know all of that. So luckily, I one of my really good friends was from Chicago, actually, and explained to me how. Oh, you're you're from, to- you, you, I mean, you're born and raised here, but you lived in New York. Oh, you didn't live in New York, but you spent a lot of time in New York. You never drove in New York? No, you don't drive while you're in New York. You take <laughs> the subway. <laughs> Shoot. My mom was born and raised in Brooklyn. She's a train rat. So when I go to New York, I get on train. No, I don't not, mean like that. I mean like like so. Say if you weren't going into the city, you was going maybe to the suburbs, and you you all were driving there. You never drove in the snow there. I never went to the suburbs in New York. Oh, yeah, no, we was in Brooklyn. We take the train. So anywhere that you need to go in the city, you take the train. So the only time I take an Uber when I get to New York is to go from JFK to wherever I'm staying hotel wise, and then I'm on the train the rest of the time I'm there. So. Yeah, no, I'm, my mom was a train rat, and she raised me to be the same. So, I don't get in cars and drive in New York. Nope. I don't like driving New York, especially Manhattan, because people walk over you. Old people be in a hurry. There's young people be in a hurry. The sick people be in a hurry. They just walk in front of your car. Dare me to hit them. Please don't dare me. Oh, I always feel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. It's a little scary driving in New York. Not to say that I haven't done it before, but no, most I get my butt on the train. Prayers to everybody who was affected in these states that was possibly homeless. I hope that the shelters had enough, a lot of heat and had enough beds and blankets because a lot of states lost power. A lot of places lost power. I think Texas was uh, one of the states that was really affected, like their power grid once again. I was affected. So it's just um, global warming is real. Let's just say that. And I just hope that um, everybody was being able to stay safe and as warm as possible over this holiday weekend. Because the temperatures are literally like so. I saw that in New York, it was seven degrees Christmas Day as a low. The high was 17. That's just that's a different kind of cold. So I lived in it, baby. I know it. That's why I don't live in it no more. I, I pay the higher rent for the warmer weather. Ooh. <laughs> Listen, I hear that yeah. for sure. So, speaking of, but speaking of cold weather, Lauren, I was going to say, speaking of cold weather in Texas, um, Governor Greg Abbott is at again is at it again. Excuse me, and he recently just dropped off, I think, a little over fifty migrants um, in front of Vice President Kamala Harris's house. Yeah, and the first two busloads is reported that those people only had on t-shirts, and it was eighteen degrees. I just feel like there's just got to be like a special place in hell for people who do that. You know, people who use their power literally for evil purposes to push their own agenda. It's not because you care about, you know, your constituents or your community at large or the folks that actually voted for you. You're just using your power for personal ego. It makes you you wonder. And people in people's lives in the process. It makes you wonder, is there a grand wizard hat in hell? 
it's got to be something because there's just no way. And the crazy part is this man just got reelected. He just got reelected. After after Uvalde, after all this foolishness, they still reelected him. And this isn't the first time he's done this either. That's the part. That's crazy. This isn't the first time he's done this, and he was still reelected. Texas doesn't Texas want a Brexit? They can't shit. Texas <laughs> want a Brexit. I like. That. No, I think they do. I think I, I think I remember them saying that they wanted to break off them and Florida, and be their own individual state from the union. Their governors tried to do that. That was a Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis thing, because you know. Ron DeSantis, since, you know, we brought up Florida, was responsible for basically helping get control back of the House because he did some, he re, um, he rezoned a lot of uh, different districts in uh, Florida to turn them from being Republican, to, to turn them from being Democrat to Republican, illegally, might I add. So, yeah, that was something that the governors were, were touting. So, but shoot, if they want to separate Texas, they could give it back to Mexico. But anyway, that's another conversation. Uh, so. Then they're going to end up giving us back too. You know, they said California. It, well, anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm, that's what I was saying. We, yeah. Anyways, we right. So. Past that. We're going to slide over. At least not be done. <laughs> so listen, Lauren, you know what, what hurts my feelings so bad is that you're right. Y'all put politics over people. Those were people that had babies and kids on there freezing, you know? And if they come from Mexico, they're not used to that weather. And then they got on t-shirts, you know? And y'all, and with all that's going on in the world, we got flu, coronavirus, uh, what's the other one? MSV. What is it? RSV. Girl, it's so much yeah. going, those kids could all be subject to all of that, you know, and the adults, which means that if they catch it and they're in this country and they're around somebody else, it's a snowball effect. It's just going to spread on around till it hits us eventually. They they just don't care. You're right. They just do not care. They don't care. Yeah. And even you talking about this whole what's calling the triple pandemic between RSV, COVID and the flu. Um, I think the prediction is that over 650,000 people are going to die. Then they'll be be almost at their quota. Because, again, I'm going to say it again. In 2011, uh, what was his name? Gates said that the the world was overly populated by 3 million people. Did you say 3 million? Yeah, Yeah, 3 million. Uh, Corona took one. Well, apparently these numbers aren't shocking to folks, which I find interesting because supposedly half a million people die from the flu every year. Um, I still think those numbers are kind of staggering, but with all that's going on between these three viruses, uh, yeah, it's scary. And again, I've had the flu and COVID in within a month of each other. So I know how bad it is. So the only two diseases I had at the same time was car insurance and rent. <laughs> Those are new. I didn't know those were diseases. Girl, they keep coming. They come. They come every mm-hmm. every month, like the cold. <laughs> <laughs> they keep coming. I wish they had stopped. Good God. Mm, no, I hear you. Well, we do have to make sure that we're not remiss, and we have to say Happy New Year to everybody uh, that's listening. Twenty twenty three is officially here. It came very quickly, but um, I hope that you know twenty twenty three brings in new blessings and opportunities for everybody. And everybody goes into it with a positive outlook on life. So 
we got to say Happy New Year to everybody listening. To. Happy New Year, ladies and gentlemen. And before y'all start setting up all of these, uh, uh, what I'm going to change and what I'm going to do, it don't start on that day. You you can try and start it on that day, but it usually don't work. Start You have to start like a week early, two weeks early. I'm a, it's a mindset. It's a mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what What is my resolution for 2023? I'm going to keep my mouth off things that really are unimportant to me. And keep on bringing in dollars, cause if I keep bringing my putting my mouth on stuff that's unimportant to me, it's gonna keep messing with my dollars. Y'all take the have y'all want to, but don't ask, don't tell. It's my policy. If you don't ask me, I ain't got to say nothing. <laughs> my new answer is mm. That's my new answer, Lauren. Flame, how do you feel about mm? And keep it moving. <laughs> I like uh, that. I like that a lot. It's me catching myself. Mm. <laughs> Look, mm, what? Yeah, okay. And keep walking. <laughs> That's funny. I like You that. can take that however you want to take it that way. Well, she didn't say, or he didn't say, and all they said was, mm, what? Yes, honey. That's going to be the new meme. Mm, what? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of it. I'm over it. People are too petrified to say anything or do anything. But I do think, Lauren, honestly, after being out yesterday and listening to some of the comics and just being caught up in this conversation, because it was such a beautiful thing to see Tiffany passing, Tiffany and Jamie Masada and so many comics come through and and uh, help her, celebrities too, to pass out food to the uh, to the unhoused. And everybody wasn't even unhoused. This was if you were lonely on Christmas, if you didn't cook, if you don't have family, anybody. They had some big wigs there that just wanted to be around people on Christmas that didn't have any family or none. And they say the food was good. I didn't need anything. I did taste a piece of the turkey, but I didn't need anything. Girl, they had pumpkin pie. Right then and there, I knew I was done. Punka? What's a punka? What's a punka? Well, you know, I don't eat sweets, so yeah, pie's not a punka pie. Either. I'm like, no, baby, sweet potato pie, not punka pie. Sweet potato pie. Girl, I couldn't eat that. But the, the, the And the people who were in line... To listen, because I was the water person. I was going out and standing up, passing out water. You should have seen me. I was a waiter and a waitress at the same time. I was killing it. And they were so friendly. And they was telling me their life stories and just talking to me. And and it made me step outside of what I think I am and who I am and or, or what I want to be to realize that it is, it is really some people out here having a hard time. You know, we feel like we have a hard time when we get hit with death or whatever. But, like, we got some place to lay our head. We got some place to call our safe haven. Girl, they had their houses on their back or they had their houses in their carts. It was, it was, it kind of it made me a little more grateful. Let me just say that. Because I can be an ungrateful bitch. Did I say that out loud? You did, but I feel like, um, no, I agree. Whenever I see somebody that's homeless or, excuse me, I shouldn't say homeless, excuse me, anybody that's unhoused or, you know, just less fortunate, um, it definitely makes me, you know, take a second, reflect and just be thankful for, you know, the life that I've been allowed to live. Because despite how we may feel, things can always be worse. Always. And that's what I always try to remember. Things can always be worse. And there was a couple there. It was a a husband and wife white couple they have four young kids nobody could have been older than 10 but nobody was younger than three and they had two dogs and they had a station wagon which is how they carted the kids around in the dog and i'm sitting there and i'm giving them water and the the husband was such a pleasant man you could see the the despair in his face and uh, he asked me my name i said my name is flame and i asked him his name he said his name was matt i said um how long you guys been out here he said they've been out there for a while. He said they've been trying to get a place, but here's the here's the hiccup. 
he needs an ID in order to get any kind of services. But in order to get an ID, you have to have an address to get some mail to come to. I'm like, well, why don't they fix that? That is such a catch-22. It's almost like we tell you what to do, but we're making sure that you can't do it because you don't have the resources to get it done. I thought it was hard. Well, that's hard. Yeah. That's, you have to emphasize that point because it's no different from if, you know, somebody who's in house is trying to seek a job, but they don't have a place to take a shower. So when you show up, you're not fresh, you're not groomed. So you automatically get declined. So there's almost like the odds are automatically stacked against you because you were on house because you can't be presentable. There's just, there's so many layers to it, but you're right. When I get, when I get this job working for Mayor Karen Bass to, to house the unhoused trans community, Lauren, I'm going to really call on your assistance as not only as my partner, but probably part of this team because she helped me put together a team. And you know my motto, I'm going to show up. Um, <laughs> because I, that needs to be something that that needs to resolve. So whether they get them a PO box or something, because like I have a PO box and it's a physical address. It doesn't say PO box. It really says just the mm-hmm. address and the apartment number. What the apartment number is actually the box number. But people need to know that because then you'll be able to say, you know, I got a place for you to send me mail or send me literature. It, I thought I was like, well, that sounds kind of baffling, crazy to me. Why are they telling you to do this? But then they're not providing you with a place to help you to do it. That That is going to be the first yeah. one of the first resolves. Yeah. Well, uh, Mayor uh, Karen Bass has a, a large uh, battle in front of her regarding um, the in-house in general. Um, you know, California, really Los Angeles is the um, homelessness capital in the country. So it's a... Uh, there's a lot of arms and legs to it, so. We're going, but it really. That's what. That's our goal for 2023. The other goal I got for 2023 is I swear I want less stress off of me, and I want to be happy. I don't want to worry about what somebody else is doing. I'm not big on that anyway. But I found myself in these last three months eyeballing what somebody else was doing that I think that I should be doing, but I'm not doing it for whatever reason. I'm going to stop that. I'm going to because what is my motto? Can't no bitch do what I do, but I'm so I'm going to stop monitoring somebody else's thing and just do me. Whatever, whatever ill wills or harbors I feel like people are harboring against me, they don't like me for this reason or that reason. That has that is not my issue. <laughs> that has got nothing to do with me. I'm going to keep doing flame on road, and I'm going to do that bitch better the next year than I did it this year. I love that. Love that for sure. I have, have to yeah, I have a one one goal I would like for you though for twenty twenty three. You gonna give me a goal? Okay, it was just one from me to you. And it's with all love. I want you to think one word for twenty twenty three. Color. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to leave me in my favorite color alone. My baby okay? would not stay out of black, y'all. This lady would not I'm like a little blue. Put me a little gold on. Black is my signature color, and I will always wear it. Can I get a little okay. purple? Can I get a little aubergine? You know, you, 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 <laughs> why you want me to walk around looking like a damn rainbow? I am not doing that. Okay, I will continue to wear my oh favorite my color. Y'all see, she knew exactly black. what I was talking about when I said the word. Yeah, she won't leave me alone. You want me to walk around in purples and blues and yellows and reds? You want me to look like a damn skittle? No. <laughs> No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Happy New Year, Flame Mess. Aaron, Happy New Year. Lauren, what is, what is that saying for 2021, 22, 23, 24, and 25? It's just our saying is I hear laugh and learn. We're never trying to get anybody to change your mind. We're simply trying to get you to use your mind. Because a why? mind is a terrible thing to waste. And we are upon 
precipice of we're on the precipice of a new year. You're not gonna be a new you, but you can be a better you. You can be a better version of you. You're not gonna be a new you. You're gonna be a better version of what you were. And if you want to make changes, only person responsible for doing that is you. That's it. Well, we appreciate you guys as always. Yes, Lauren. So let's close out the show. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Happy 2023. We had we made it through 2022 almost. And uh, for those of us who made it unscathed and unshaved and unhoused, don't don't live on that. Don't dwell on it. Look for a better time next year. Because, Lauren, next year I need you to buy me a Lamborghini. I ain't got it. Don't worry. It. I wouldn't drive it. No. What's 50 cents say? I ain't got you it. You already know what that means. That car way too... That got way too low for me. Don't miss an episode of Laugh and Learn. Listen and subscribe on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Laugh and Learn Podcast is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Our executive producer is Tiffany Haddish. Our theme music is by the one and only Chrissy Payne. Thank you, guys. This is Flame Monroe. <laughs> Don't forget to laugh, listen, and learn. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts, the medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care and we'll see you there.